You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul, and I'm here with a very special guest today. He is known for geospatial analytics. He is known for creating a company that provides data to solve problems that were once unknown. We're talking about Raptor Maps, and I am here with Nikhil Vahadkar, and he is here to tell us all about Raptor Maps. Nikhil, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I, I can't wait for uh, for really diving into this discussion today. You know, I, I think this one's been a long time coming. We got so many questions, uh, and I think your audience is gonna is gonna love this show. I think they're gonna love this show as well because I think the service that you provide for solar inspections and kind of artificial intelligence-based analytics really creates levels of efficiency for solar providers, uh, construction companies, and anyone who's really involved in alternative energy. So let's just go ahead and let's dig right in. For those people who don't really understand what is Raptor Maps, help us understand what is Raptor Maps. All right, so Raptor Maps, Maps, we are a software company, um, and what we do is we ingest um, geospatial data, um, remote sensing data, and that's more often than not drone data, and we actually map that to a digital model that we create. And so part of the software, you know, basically takes in all the construction drawings from a solar farm. We create a, a completely virtual model of that solar farm, and then we run analytics on the remote sensing data, the drone data. And then we use that data model to provide all types of outputs that are compatible with exactly what solar enterprise customers need. And so you can basically think of us as, you know, the industry experts when it comes to the solar industry and software and drones. So Raptor Maps are helping everyone understand the analytics of the entire site itself. But more specifically, what problems are you solving because the way that I understand it is that Raptor Maps has really taken the whole photogrammetry aspect of mapping solar farms and then adding in that thermal information to further differentiate which cells are producing energy, which cells are not producing energy, and really helping people understand exactly where problems lie that they may not have been aware of and how to solve those problems. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think it's important to, uh, you know, for those of your audience who may not be familiar, to take a step back and kind of understand solar. So, let's set the stage here for them, right? So, solar, clean energy, right? What a lot of people don't realize, it is the fastest growing source of new energy on the planet. It's the number one source of new energy generation. And so, it's growing incredibly quickly. And anytime you're building something and it's a big asset and lots of land and it's spread out and all that, you you got to have the banks and the finance people involved, right? Someone's got to pay for it. And so, how they see solar farms and really how kind of the people who own them see them is this is an energy producing asset. And then that energy gets mapped to, you know, a certain rate. So, you know, I'll pay you X dollars per, per kilowatt hour, you know, there's that, that, that's called the power purchase agreement. And then that's how those customers make money. And so what we do is two things, right? One is if I said, hey, I'm going to increase the amount of power that that solar farm is going to produce. And over the course of a lifetime, and you're talking like 25 years for these assets, at least, that's a lot of money. So right there, that's, that's value driver number one. It's like, hey, you didn't even know 
that some of these things were happening or maybe you didn't know where they were or, or any of that. And we just gave you this like picture perfect, crystal clear view of not only this this particular solar farm, but also your entire what's called a portfolio or groups of solar farms. Typically, people don't just own like one. So that's that's one part of it. Um, now, the second thing to understand, though, is that um, in the solar industry, you have operations and maintenance, right? And so these are the companies, and sometimes it's integrated, sometimes it's not. These are the companies that are tasked with doing like annual maintenance and whether it's, some of that's preventative and some of that's reactive, right? So preventative is like, yep, I got to go down my list, check these different things. Um, reactive is like, oh man, this part of the solar farm just went out, like someone's got to go figure out why. And so to the extent that we can increase efficiencies and cut costs and cut man hours there and make it so that these really, really skilled people can actually be out there, you know, bringing power back online as opposed to trying to diagnose problems, um, that makes the industry way more efficient. And so, yeah, if you kind of think about, you know, what is Raptor Maps doing, where does our software sit and why is it important? We're increasing power production and we're also making the system of maintaining solar farms a lot more efficient. And as we dig in today, we'll talk about specifically where the role is for drones in that and particularly drone service providers um, and what we do specifically for them. So why don't we just go ahead and dig right into that because there's a lot of questions that we want to hit such as, you know, what drones can we use? How does this software work? And how do drone pilots or drone service providers as a whole provide value through Raptor Maps? But before we go to that, I just want to emphasize one key point really fast, which you brought up is that, you know, whenever we have solar farm production, uh, which is happening at a scale that's almost uh, unprecedented, your software is involved almost at integral levels. You said, you know, the banks have to pay for it somehow. Construction companies are using Raptor Maps to ensure permanent record of installation. This is something that I'm aware of because of, of one of our clients. Um, but what I don't think that people understand as far as credibility and authority is concerned is that Raptor Maps has almost become an integral piece of, let's just say, mapping out the infrastructure for banks, that banks are actually looking for Raptor Maps to say, look, we want to ensure that this place was built properly, that it's actually outputting the energy that we showcased, and a permanent record of installation that every single panel that was installed is actually functioning at high capacity. So it seems to me that Raptor Maps has actually become an integral piece to solar farm production worldwide. Is that correct? Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting because when when those companies are you know and the, and the banks are looking at these assets you know it's all about reducing risk right so the fact that we can you know standardize it the fact that we we're outputting deliverables that are you know not only are the technicians able to use it but it's also something that can be queried across you know an entire portfolio across the world to be able to say where is my what is my risk profile you know on any for any given um, group of solar farms you know that's that's becoming incredibly important to the industry and and to your point you know, we get inquiries from financiers that say, hey, we know a lot of our data is actually running through you guys and we are actively specking in aerial inspection and particularly aerial thermography as part of our requirements um, because for them, and of course they, I mean, yes, people like drone technology, but at the end of the day, like I said, it all comes down to money. Very, it's a purely financial decision and for them, you know, what, what everyone is doing, what this community is doing is reducing risk and enabling them to deploy more capital, give out more loans so that they can continue to either buy up operating assets or fund new solar assets. So you're absolutely right. This is something that's becoming 
very integral to the industry. And we're really proud to be kind of sitting at the center of that. So let me ask you this. What opportunity drone service providers have in kind of um, not attacking that niche, but leveraging that niche that essentially now banks are aware that they need these analytics to solve problems that were once unforeseeable. So what opportunity lies for drone service providers to service and leverage that need? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. So let's dive into that. And before I do that, I just kind of want to give your your viewers and, and listeners a sense of where we're coming from. So, you know, Raptor Maps, some quick stats, um, you know, in the past 12 months, we have analyzed um, about 6,000 megawatts or six gigawatts um, for context. That's about double the size of if all of Manhattan were covered in solar panels. It's about double the size of Manhattan. So when we think about kind of scale and, and best practices and where Raptor Maps is coming from, you know, that really is, you know, that's our, our perspective there. So, yeah, so diving into it, you know, from, from the drone service standpoint, you know, number one is collecting good standardized data. And so, you know, what does that entail? Well, first and foremost, the types of data that are being collected are both thermal as well as high resolution color. And so if you think about it, um, thermography is able to detect, you know, see the unseen, right? And solar, you've got this really interesting interplay of, you know, the photons, you know, are hitting the solar panel that's getting converted into, you know, energy that's going into a, you know, an inverter, DC to AC. So there are a lot of components and there's a lot of essentially, you know, heat transfer that is involved in actually thermal signatures that can show you whether things are operating efficiently or whether there might be an issue. And so, you know, thermal is a really important part of it. And so drone service providers with thermal equipment are able to take advantage of the fact that thermography can reveal so much of what's going on on a solar farm that, you know, they can then capture the right data in order to get it processed and and get it in the hands of their clients. So, yeah, the thermal data and color data capture, that's pretty much the the biggest thing that a drone service provider can do and do it really, really well. So as far as quantifying the opportunity for drone service providers, are you seeing more businesses that are bringing drones on? Or do you think that there's there's, um, a void that can be filled by more and more drone service providers offering these types of services? Because, I mean, you and I understand that like basic photogrammetry is not as basic as what people think it is. You have to have certain acquisition strategies for uh, what I call EO or electrical optical data. You call it color images. That definitely paints a, a, a much easier to understand picture. But some of these things are complex. So what type of opportunity do you see with Raptor Maps for drone service providers in, you know, like, for example, what if uh, a solar farm is already built? It's been out there for a while. Is there a large opportunity for drone service providers to go out and scan these, these solar farms and provide data and provide a service? Absolutely. So one of the things to understand is that, you know, you're, you know, as a drone service provider, you are not, you're not adding to the cost, actually, you're reducing the cost. So and what's happening is that there's very manual processes and manual electrical testing and and all of that, that is required on these solar farms every single year. And so what you're doing is you're going in and saying, hey, not only am I doing this way more comprehensively and way more thoroughly and way quicker than you're used to, I'm going to both reduce your costs as well as increase your power output. And so that's the opportunity. And that happens every single year and sometimes multiple times a year. So, you know, if you're thinking of um, every time you drive by a solar farm, just realize that there are some pretty hard requirements of what someone has to do 
on that solar farm every single year. And that's just for preventative maintenance. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty. If I'm a yeah. drone service provider or I'm an enterprise client and I want to uh, utilize Raptor Maps for EO photogrammetry and thermal photogrammetry, what type of drone would I need in order to provide enough data for the thermography aspect of Raptor Maps to work? First off the bat, um, you got to have, a, we, we think about the thermal camera because that's kind of the, the heart of it. Um, so first and foremost, we recommend a thermal camera that's high resolution. So when I say that, um, we're talking around 640 by 512 pixels. It needs to be radiometric. Um, so if you think about, you know, Raptor Maps, an integral part of our software is, you know, taking in that radiometric data and actually being able to run machine learning on that. And so anytime that you're taking a non-radiometric image, you know, that's just an image, right? Uh, you know, you can, it, it's mapped to the thermal spectrum, but that's it. You don't get, you can't adjust it. There's no actual raw temperature value in there or, or you know, radiometric value in there. Um, so radiometric is very important if you are serious about solar. The other thing that's important is just the lens itself. We like nice flat lens profiles, you know, so if you really want to get into it, 13 millimeter is generally pretty good. And one of the things that we found is um, with drone service providers is, you know, they just because you have the right equipment, you have to make sure you're out, out the right supply. So, you know, if you have a radiometric thermal camera, make sure it's outputting RJPEGs. If you, you know, make sure that, you know, the GPS is tied to that metadata, make sure the gimbal information is in there. And we, you know, we have checklists and, and a lot of information that we put out. We're very public about it. This is why people love working with us, whether it's internally, externally. You know, we want this industry to succeed. If, you know, we want to teach drone service providers everything that we know about how to capture that data because, you know, you, you only get you only really get one good bite at the apple with these solar customers, right? So you want to put your absolute best foot forward and give them deliverables that are going to knock it out of the park and be what they're expecting and better. So anyway, that's kind of, um, you know, on the sensor side, the most common drone platforms that we see are obviously, you know, the M200, M210 and the uh, Inspire. People have a little bit of a older school setup still a workhorse nothing nothing against it we're just seeing a lot more of the m210s nowadays i'd love um, that inspire so, one man that's uh, the original ferrari yeah, it's, it's a good platform yeah 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 absolutely so you're looking at you know zenmuse xt nowadays we're seeing a lot more of the zenmuse xt2 so that's become pretty common because you don't need two flights you only need one right because like i said thermal is very important but the color imagery is also very important. Um, and we can talk about why that is. And then we're also seeing some customers um, using the um, SenseFly duet. You know, we've seen some experimental customers um, that are actually working with SenseFly who have, that have tested that. And that looks like it's, you know, I, I would say, looks like it's going to be a pretty good option for larger solar installations. So if you're looking at, you know, 100 megawatts plus, it could be pretty good. Um, so definitely not ruling SenseFly out. I think they've, their their new platform is going to be pretty good for utility scale solar. So, all right, just to quickly recap. So if I understand everything that you're saying correctly, Mavic 2 Enterprise Dual we're not using because it doesn't have a flat 13 millimeter profile. It's not radiometric. And there's a lot of data that's going to be missing on the back end of those files in order to work with your program. Is that right? 
Yeah, right now, unfortunately, and I love technology that's more accessible and cheaper, but unfortunately, yeah, Mavic 2 Enterprise Dual is not something we recommend for, you know, utility scale and CNI systems today. And I actually do want to, um, I, I just realized, like, I can be a little jargony when it comes to solar, so I just want to... Uh, you know, define what I'm saying. So when I say utility scale, I literally mean like big solar farms that, you know, you're hooking up to your major utility. Um, when I say CNI, um, that stands for commercial and industrial. So that means, you know, like the rooftop of a distribution center or maybe kind of a smaller installation that might be in your town, um, as opposed to like a giant solar farm out in the desert in California. So anyway, just wanted to be clear about that. So people aren't like, what the heck's he talking about? <laughs> no, I think it's great that you, uh, sh- you know, help people understand the vernacular of the industry because it, we can often get lost in jargon. So I think that you do a really right. good job at communicating that as a whole. Um, so let me ask you this. So you mentioned, I just want to touch one point really quick. So you mentioned you're seeing a lot of XT2 data and that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in order for Raptor Maps to work, we're talking color imagery, photogrammetry, and radiometric thermography um, photogrammetry. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I think photogrammetry, um, you know, one of the things I want to clarify and one of the major advantages and the, the reason people use us is because we do a lot of work on the software side of creating the digital model of the solar farm. So this is before a propeller even starts spinning, right? If we have the, you know, the plans for that solar farm, Every solar panel knows, you know, well, who it's hooked up to, which combiner it's part of, which inverter, that whole model and all that logic is there. And because of that, we've made it so that our system doesn't rely on kind of your traditional structure from motion, right? So you don't have to take super highly overlapping images. And this is why our guidelines say 20% side lap. It's our customers can get sites done in, you know, a fifth of the time, you know, we're talking less than a day as opposed to being out there for a week. Um, so that's a huge advantage for our customers. So, you know, I just want to, uh, yeah, be a little bit careful when we talk about, you know, photogrammetry and all that, because sometimes that can imply that, you know, it's like a traditional mapping type uh, flight plan and product. And, and that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, no. But I, I think it's also important to understand, too, and just some of the things that you said for people who are listening is that you're really creating um, to put it in perspective for people who may not be familiar, it's essentially like the BIM, the building information management. It's all of that information working in, right. in you know, unison with the uh, aerial data as well. And I can understand just how powerful that is. And for people who are familiar with Pix4D, you know, if it it's not possible to just you know use Pix4D BIM, use photogrammetry and then the thermal aspect of PIX40 and throw all that information together and expect to get what you get out of Raptor Maps because it's just not going to happen. There's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes, and I understand that you're trying to paint that picture, and I get it as well. I just think that uh, it's important for people to understand that there's so much more than just mapping because your software is also isolating problem areas with particular cells. It's isolating and Mm -hmm. providing analytical reports to clients that can actually, you know, go into uh, the data and say, okay, problem, 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 understood. Whereas a lot of people in photogrammetry kind of get stuck in, okay, here's my map. That's great. What's wrong? Where are the problems? What is the data really telling me? And what Raptor Maps is doing is really creating the entire story in their data. Yeah, that's that's right. And and interestingly enough, you know, there's 
there's no shortage of data in the solar industry. So our, you know, you know, in, in addition to, um, you know, aerial thermography and aerial inspection, pretty much every solar farm has a continuous stream of production data, you know, that that's coming back to a control center. And if the curve dips by a certain amount, that throws off an email alert. And so, you know, our customers will get thousands of alerts every single day coming from just those systems. And so what's helpful for them is to be able to say, okay, here is the current state of the asset. Here's how it changed from last time. Here are the things I can fix because this is my ROI. And then very importantly, here is what I want to know was inspected for and keep an eye on. But unless it starts to trend in a certain direction, I actually want to be able to, um, you know, hide that clutter from the rest of my, you know, I only want to act on these certain things. And so it's, yeah, to your point that that's exactly it. You know, people talk about actionability and I think this is where it's so important to pick a vertical and just be really, really good at it. Right. Because we'll, we'll follow up with our customers and say, you know, actionability is that, that that's kind of a buzzword, but like, what action are you taking? Like, what did you do? Why did you do it? What was it worth it to you? And all of that gets built back into our software. I think that's awesome. And I really love the point that you're hitting right now that if you're a drone service provider, you really have to niche down because there's so much going on in each individual vertical. You can't be a jack of all trades because you're going to end up being a master of none. So I'm really happy that you kind of hit that point. And just to kind of wrap up the show, we've talked about you know, the opportunity for drone service providers. We've talked about what Raptor Maps does. We've talked about the complexity therein. Um, I guess one of the last pieces that I really want to get to know is how do people interact with the output deliverables? Because I think that that's a huge issue, again, for people in the traditional photogrammetry uh, world, which I know doesn't really um, relate. It's kind of an apples to oranges uh, relationship. So help us understand how... You know, if I'm a drone service provider and I'm utilizing Raptor Maps, how is that data essentially communicated to clients? What type of access do you have to that data? Because again, another big issue with other verticals. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And so, you know, when we talk about you know, you kind of mentioned the BIM and the analytics and all that. So we put a lot of work into a really really sophisticated queryable data model. And so because we have that. On our interface, when our customers log in, they have access to everything from, oh, here's like a, you know, a nice, shiny, kind of automatically generated, formatted report that, you know, you can put on the desk of kind of a very high level decision maker, all the way down to, okay, I've got my active, you know, solar farm and digital model where I can pull up the results and, and kind of see what's going on for myself and, and filter different defect categories. Their punch list that they can export both as spreadsheets. Um, so what they'll do is they'll export them and then sometimes they'll put that right into their work order management system. They'll map that in. Um, you know, there are geospatial files like KML files and shape files, for example. So if you want it to be compatible with, you know, your mobile application or like your ArcGIS, something like that. JSON uh, endpoints, uh, you know, a, a big part of it, right? And when we say enterprises is the enterprise compatibility, right? So we're talking APIs, we're talking machine readable analytics. And the reason that that's important is because car customers are doing this at scale. And so it's incredibly important to them that, yes, you may, you know, if you're just getting into this industry as a proof of concept, you may only be doing maybe one or two sites for them. Um, but it's important that they see that what you're delivering is going to scale 
across their entire organization and to their software systems. And so we do that right off the bat. So we don't kind of tier our deliverables based on that. We just say, hey, we know what the industry needs and we're going to provide whether you're a drone service provider, whether you're an owner, whether you're operations and maintenance, we're going to provide you all of those different endpoints and then educate you on kind of which ones map to which workflows. And that's worked out incredibly well for both us and our customers. So really, Raptor Maps is really an end-to-end solution, and you're not afraid to educate people on why certain things are important. And I think that is really beneficial to the client, to the the service provider, and everyone as a whole. So I think that that's really awesome. Nikhil, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on this show and really help aid in illustrating what Raptor Maps does, where the power is, the ability to scale it, what drones it works well with, and how it's really creating efficiencies of scale across the entire spectrum of a project with solar farms from development to maintenance and you know life schedule as well. So I just want to say thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it and anything to grow out the industry. And if you're looking at getting into this or you're interested or you, you know, you have a client you want to pilot this on, um, you know, we engage with people in a lot of different ways. And, you know, drone service providers and people who fly drones are some of our best partners. And then oftentimes that can become a two way street because even our own customers who may have, you know, sometimes they'll have like an internal program, but then they'll say, hey, I've got all these sites on the other side of the country you know, maybe I don't want to even want to fly someone out there. Hey, Raptor Maps, do you know people in that area who might be competent? And and then it's like, well, we've already been working with, I know this person lives right out there and, you know, I know they can take good data. So yeah, let's, let's link it up. So it's a great way to, to forge a partnership with us. So I, I appreciate the time and uh, I look forward to working with, working with your, uh, your viewer base and, and work with drones as well as we everyone in the future. Well, thank you, Nikhil. I appreciate that. If people wanted to find out more about you, where would you send them? Yeah, send them to our website, um, raptormaps.com. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Don't be afraid to click on the the solutions. Um, you know, some of the stuff will go, uh, some of it's pretty high level, some of it goes in depth. I think if you're trying to put together a good case study in ROI, um, our global aerial thermography report is basically a benchmarking report of us querying our own database and saying, Yep. Here are all the different findings and the relative um, occurrences and, you know, the power production associated with that. I think that's a really good piece of, um, I guess, collateral for drone service providers to read it, understand it, and then be able to, in turn, educate people in the solar industry that, you know, they might be interacting with. Oh, that's awesome. Again, thank you for coming on the show. Really do appreciate it. And for everyone out there listening, thank you for listening to the show. I highly recommend that you check out Raptor Maps and see if it's an industry vertical that if you're not already working in could be potentially useful to you. Or if you are exploring a solar farm production or development, again, you've got to check out Raptor Maps. So Nikhil, again, thank you. Really appreciate it. And look forward to having another meeting with you here soon. And for everyone watching the show, thank you again for your support. That's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul, and you're watching another episode of Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, 
enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.